Thank you so much for hitting the play button on your favorite listening device of choice from wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Duff Tyler, and this is A Duff Said. Now, if you're hearing this show for the very first time, welcome aboard and thank you for listening. You can find all of my episodes of A Duff Said just by going to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can also listen to this show on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey Radio app, TuneIn, and YouTube. You can also get updates on this podcast by going to my Facebook page, Sports Journalist Duff Tyler. You can also find me on Twitter, at Duff Tyler. On this edition, we are talking about Macomb County boys basketball. The state quarterfinals get underway this week here in the state of Michigan. Next weekend, four teams are going to be crowned state champions. One of those teams that would like to get their hands on a state championship trophy is Warren De La Salle Collegiate. Now, they made it to the Final Four last year, but they didn't win the title. So they have got some unfinished business they want to wrap up next Saturday in the Breslin Center in East Lansing. But before they could punch that ticket, they had to win a district title first. They got that mission accomplished back on March 11th against Troy. The Pilots dominated the Colts in their gym for a 57-28 win. Tamario Adley scored 15 points for De La Salle. It was good. I haven't had it in a long time. I feel like it. No, I had it last year, but it felt like a long time. That's long too time. long to go without one. Yeah. So Tamario Adley clearly wanted to win the district title. Every guy on the team wanted to win it. But remember how I said that they wanted to get their hands on a state championship? Well, as it turns out, no one on the Pilots roster wanted to lay even a finger on the district title. And here to explain why is the Pilots head coach, John Jokai. A couple of our seniors, a couple of our captains reached out to me and said, Coach, um, is there any way we can uh, not touch the trophy? Uh, like I said before, we made it to Breslin last year, came up short of the ultimate goal of winning the state title. And, um, you know, as much as we want, we appreciate the district. I guess that's not our team's ultimate goal. So we want to strive for that and not touch the trophies along the way. So it's a little superstition that you have going. Yeah, it's a team thing. And, you know, our captains and our seniors wanted to do that. So I'm all for it. Not to worry, because Coach Jokai's six-year-old son, Andrew, gave them a big assist. He accepted the trophy on their behalf, and he did all the hoisting for them. You can see that video on my Facebook page, Sports Journalist Duff Tyler, or you can find it on my Twitter and Instagram feeds. Yeah, he's been, uh, they've really welcomed him. He's been a part of our team all season long. During the state tournament, I don't have him sitting on the bench, but all season long he's been on our bench, and uh, I'm just very happy for him to be able to experience it. Now getting back to that Troy game, the Pilots got a big contribution in this one from freshman Phoenix Glasner. He knocked down a trio of three-pointers in the second quarter, and to give you an idea of just how good this night was defensively for De La Salle, Glasner had as many points going into the break as Troy did as a team with nine. Glasner finished the night with 11. My oh man, you're just a freshman. You're not supposed to take over a game like that in the second quarter, but how were you able to get those threes and really just continue to have such a hot hand? I got to say it's my teammates, man. My teammates always find an open man. It don't even matter who's hot. If it, if it wasn't me, it would have been somebody else. We just find an open man. How good does it feel as a freshman to excel on a big stage like a district championship game? It feels good. It feels good. But next up, next up we're trying to go win the state championship. 
What has this first year been like for you? It's been fun. It's been it's been different. It's a change, but it's been it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. What's it like to play with this team? It's a great, it's a great team. I'm glad I came here. It's the greatest, greatest decision I ever made in my future. We just got great players all around. When you were deciding uh, where you were going to go, what was it about De La Salle that drew you in? I guess it's a brotherhood, the brotherhood, and like how we all treat each other, and even even in the school, it's all all good, all brotherhood. I was just talking to Glasner. He said he was so glad he made the decision to come here. I think after watching him in the second quarter, you are too. Absolutely. I mean, he's a special talent. Um, great kid. Uh, sky's the limit for him. He's getting better every day. He's coachable. Still some things we got to work on with him, uh, as it is with every kid. But uh, I wouldn't want to do it with any other type of kids than the Phoenix Glasners and uh, the types of kids that we have here at DLSL. So that would set up a matchup in the regional semifinals between De La Salle and Roseville. Up next, we'll recap that game. When my wife and I moved to Lake Orion four years ago, we had to do two things. Get to know the area and find great pizza. That's when we met Sheldon. Sheldon's the kindest guy you'll meet in Orion Township. His heart is as big as his pizzas, and once you order one, you'll see why Sheldon is our guy for pizza time. Sheldon Street Pizza is located at 3667 Baldwin Road across from the Great Lakes Athletic Club. You can look them up online at sheldonstreetpizza.com. Sheldon is ready to serve you the best pizza, breadsticks, and sandwiches that are always made fresh when you order them. Sheldon Street Pizza, more than just pizza. And that's a Duff Said. Christian put in a lot of extra work yesterday after practice. Um, corner threes, wing threes, and really that's what it came down to today. He hit a big corner three, hit another corner three in the first half, came out on fire. So, um, you know, he's just uh, reaping the rewards of his hard work and dedication in the gym, and um, the sky's the limit for him, and he's going to continue to get better, hopefully, as the playoffs go on. And that extra time in the gym paid off in a big way for De La Salle Jr. Tristan Nichols. He scored 31 points as the Pilots eliminated Roseville 76-62 in the semifinals of Regional 8. Now, if you're a high school basketball player, you always want to have a big game in the month of March. You want to contribute to your team's success, and quite frankly, you want to get noticed. But Nichols wanted this win and this performance not just for him and his teammates, but another group of guys at De La Salle. Uh, the hockey team that lost, you know, those are my brothers too, and I just want to win the whole thing for them. So not only was Nichols trying to get his team into the regional championship game, but he wanted to show some love to the Pilots hockey team. Now those Pilots had just wrapped up their season a few days prior to this game in the Division Three state semifinals. They lost that game to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Now, I posted that soundbite from Nichols to my Twitter feed, and the hockey team really appreciated the fact that he dedicated that performance to them. And after looking at some of the comments, I made the joke that he might go off for 40 in the regional championship game to pay tribute to the Pilots football team. Well, that didn't happen. 
but you can tell that these guys have a special bond at De La Salle Collegiate. Now, the Pilots play in the Catholic High School League. The other three teams in this regional represented the Macomb Area Conference's Red Division. Now, this division is one of the most competitive leagues in all of Metro Detroit. Dakota, Chippewa Valley, and Roseville finished 1-2-3 in the division this year. All three teams were in the regional. One of them was hoping to get a regional championship and take down one of the toughest teams in all of Macomb County. It was a tough road for Roseville to make it this far. This is the furthest they've been since 2019. The Panthers were competitive with the Pilots throughout the night. This game didn't go their way, and it was an emotional defeat for the five seniors on the Roseville roster. Greg Bowler is the coach at Roseville, and I caught up with him after the game. I thank them for trusting me. Um, it's been a tough year, a lot of adversity, a lot of guys transferred out. I just thank the seniors for, for staying and trusting me, and I thank the underclassmen for uh, playing for their brothers. There was a lot of emotional farewells that are still going on right now. What did the guys who are moving on mean to this program? Um, to me, they meant a lot. The class of 2022 is the foundation. Um, I talked to them all year about leaving um, an impact on the program and asking them to, to you know, show the younger guys the way. So they meant a lot to me. Um, my son was a part of this class, so it was, it was very emotional for myself. What was that moment like for the two of you when he stepped off the floor for the last time? Um, emotional, emotional. Just knowing the work that he put in, you know, just to come and get his body ready for basketball after football season. Um, playing for me for four years, you know, winning our first district this year, you know, it, it was emotional. It was emotional, very. You guys had a tough year, like you said, but yeah. you still managed to make it this far. Roseville has not been to the regionals since 2019. What was it about this group that was able to get back to this stage in the season? Um, believe it or not, I told these guys when I met them, when I first got hired, um, just the way they speak, the way they carry themselves, I told them there was something special about this group. I didn't know what it was, but I told them to trust in me. Um, and, and we was going to do something special. Um, our thing is believe. You know, we've been saying I believe from day one. And, you know, they believed in me. I believed in them. And it's a special group from top to bottom. They were a special group. I was sitting behind the Roseville bench in this game. So I actually witnessed the moment in which Chris Bowler came off the court for the last time. I've seen many games in which parents and coaches they tear up because they know that this is it. This is the last time that that kid is coming to the bench in a high school game. Even if they are moving on to playing college, it is still disappointing. It's sad, but you also know in the back of your mind that a lot of hard work, a lot of hours, and a lot of sacrifices made that time on the court all worth it. So Chris Bowler and his dad, they did play their final game together at Roseville. All the best to them moving forward and all the best to Roseville next season. Brian Hunter, by the way, had 22 points in that game for the Panthers. Next up, it was the fourth meeting of the season between arch rivals Dakota and Chippewa Valley. These are two of the biggest schools in Macomb County. 
a lot of people associate the names Dakota and Chippewa Valley with Macomb County Sports. It's always fun to see these two schools get together, really whatever the sport is. Now, Dakota had just defeated the Big Reds towards the end of February for the Mac Red Tournament Championship, and it was a blowout. The Cougars won that game by 20 points. A win in the regional tournament would give Dakota a third over Chippewa Valley this season, and behind 16 points from freshman Isaiah Hines, the Cougars prevailed once again over their arch rivals, 61-52. to I caught up with Dakota coach Paul Toko after the game. We showed that we could get the ball inside, and that's how we scored late. And, you know, we limited their offensive possessions and, uh, you know, take away some of their better players' good looks. So. You know you're always going to get a battle when it comes to this time of the year. How good was it for you guys to get that kind of test tonight, knowing what you got to face in De La Salle on Wednesday? Yeah, it was Chip, I give Chippewa a lot of credit. They uh, well coached. They came in here ready to play. They didn't back down at all. We know each other so well. It's the fourth time we played them this year, and I give them a lot of credit. They were they were prepared, and they played hard. So it was a very good test for us. They're a good team, but we've been pretty good, too. Our tradition at Dakota is pretty good in basketball. We expect to beat anybody in the red division every time we step on the floor. One of the reasons why I created this podcast three years ago came after I covered the girls' state basketball finals in 2018. Mount Pleasant's Sacred Heart was one of those teams I was there to cover in Grand Rapids. The Irish were chasing a state championship and a perfect season. And unfortunately, they didn't get either of them as they lost in the state semifinals in overtime. When the coach of the Irish, Damon Brown, took the mic in the post-game press conference after that loss, he dropped it with this message. I look at where we've come over these past four years and, and I look at you know four years ago I decided not to coach I stopped coaching um, lost my wife to cancer um, gave up basketball didn't have any energy um, but along came these, these players here um, and you know we've been through these last four years together you know the amount of and that's why I think we're so we're so happy with each other because what we've been through this game in no way shape or form defines what this team has been through you know we've we've held each other's hands through the darkest times um, they've been through it with me you know when times when I when when I think of my wife and um, how much she would love to be here and I know she's in the stands tonight because this is what she loves um, this time of year um, but these girls they're my connection to her um, you know we came down here last year uh, we played for Hayden we played for Hayden and her family you know Hayden lost her mom last year and so you know for you know but nobody knows that you know that's why this game of basketball it's just a game it is really just a game what we have here is more important than any score and, and no score ever defines who we are and what we've been through to overcome loss to be there for each other to pick each other up um, when someone's having a down day I mean that basketball is a game it is just a game and I've had the pleasure of coaching these girls, um, these, some of these girls, four, three, two years in this game of basketball. But these girls are all winners in the game of life in my book. Four years later, I still get goosebumps listening to that. And if you want to hear the whole story about what Damon Brown was talking about that night, you can go to my website, aduffsaid.com, and look up the Aduffsaid Episodes tab just look for episode one, Damon Brown. You can get the entire backstory of what he was talking about as well as what the Irish were dealing with going into that game. 
and some of the powerful messages that he and his team kind of transcribed after they suffered what was a heart-wrenching defeat, but an inspirational message for moving forward in life. What he said that night is a stark reminder that we all need to like our sports, but love life. And I bring all of that up because after Chippewa Valley suffered the loss to Dakota to end their season the other night in the regional semifinals, I caught up with Big Reds coach Corey Smith, and he gave a similar powerful message to his kids. You know, we've, um, as the major message was telling them, you know, first off, congratulating them, and you know, this group of seniors, most of them I've coached for three years. They were with me as a JV coach two years ago, and then two years on varsity, so we kind of have a special relationship. Um, but moreover, like, my relationship, or my what I was trying to tell them is, you know, the importance of sports in general is, you know, you're going to come, only one team gets to end their season on a high note. And, you know, the, the immediate after effects of losing your game and playing in your last game of the season or high school career prepare you for what life will throw at you. And, you know, I just kind of use the analogy of this is the worst thing that ever happens to you. You have a great life. But when something inevitably worse happens to you, you've at least been knocked down before. And, you know, that's why I tell them that I know the whole handshake controversy came in, but that's to me why it's so important. And I don't know who was paying attention, but after the game, I'm making sure my guys go through that line and talk to that because, you know, it's important to be able to look at somebody and tell them good job. And, you know, and then to walk out here, thank mom and dad for all the sacrifices they've made. Okay. And, you know, be hold your head high. Great message from Corey Smith to his players. Ryan Schuster scored 19 points for Chippewa Valley. Devin Lilly added 16. Ricky Mosley had 11. It was their last game together as Big Reds. Best of luck to them. Best of luck to Coach Smith and the group he'll have coming back next year. Up next, we recap the matchup between Dakota and De La Salle. It was a rematch from the state quarterfinals from a year ago. Fourth Coast Cider Works is the place to be for hard cider in Oakland County. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast is quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Stop by Fourth Coast and try some of their many flavors on tap. You can also take some home in a can or a howler. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. The best hard cider is on the fourth coast. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. Once again, I want to say thank you so much for hitting the play button on this podcast. And that includes two very special listeners, Michelle and Bethany. They recently became patrons of A Duff Set. Now for as little as $2 a month or $24 a year, you can help this show to continue to grow and provide the content that you enjoy. And if you become a patron of A Duff Said, we have got a lot of great gifts in store for you. We've got bumper stickers, we've got t-shirts, heck, I'll even record your voicemail message. So if you're having trouble ever figuring out what to say, I'll say it for you. And that's A Duff Said. If you'd like to become a patron of A Duff Said, all you got to do is go to patron.podbean.com 
backslash a Duff said. Last year, De La Salle and Dakota both won regional championships. For Dakota, it was just the second in school history. It was the eighth all-time for De La Salle. Since the school relocated from Detroit to Warren in the early 1980s, no other team in Macomb County has won that many regional titles in boys basketball. Going back to 2010, the Pilots had beaten Dakota twice in the regionals, Last year, they routed the Cougars in the state quarterfinals. This past Wednesday, these two schools met up again in the regionals. De La Salle led 16-4 after the first quarter, and they were in control throughout much of the game. They were up by 17 at halftime. Dakota, they ran into some problems early on in the second quarter when they lost big man Tamias Williams to foul trouble. Even though Williams finished this game with a game-high 27 points, this night belonged to the Pilots. They won 79-68, their regional champions for a second straight year under head coach John Jokai. De La Salle's big man, Michael Sulaka, had himself a night. He had 26 points, and I caught up with him after the game. Of all the schools in Macomb County, De La Salle is one of the most successful when it comes to this time of year. What's it like to know that you're a part of that? I mean, it feels good. I mean, just winning. I mean, I hate losing. I lost my whole life, my middle school year, so it just feels great to win. After all you went through with those lessons in middle school, what did you take from that to be successful here at De La Salle? Um, I just never accept losing. Like, I just never gave up, no matter how much you're down and how much you're up. That reminds me of an old quote, I hate losing more than I want to win. <laughs> I think that, that's a new uh, slogan for you right there. I just gave that to you. That's yeah. yours. <laughs> but what's the game plan moving forward? Um, we just got to play hard and prepare for, I think, St. Mary's on Tuesday. Now, when did you first discover basketball? Um, I was five years old. My dad taught my dad taught me how to play. What was that experience like for you? you know, I just shot a ball and loved it. How tall were you when you first discovered basketball? I was like four or five or something. I was short. I was like king preschool. What were those experiences like with your dad, just playing with him and getting to know the game? I mean, I enjoyed used to play pig every single day when I was a little kid, so just fun. I was having fun with it when I was little. Now, who won those games? Uh, my dad won a lot of them, and then as I got older, I started winning it. Okay, so what would you say the all-time series is between you and dad? Um, I would say it's a tie game because he whipped me pretty good when I was a little kid. Yeah. What does it mean to you to represent De La Salle? I mean, I always wanted to come here. Like When I was a freshman, I watched the varsity team and just wanted to be like them, and now I'm here. When you were watching them growing up, what was it about this community and the school? What was it about the school that really drew you in? I mean, I just loved, like, basically, like, the brotherhood the school has. Like, we're all together as a team. We've been together since, like, freshman year, so it's just great. 
What's it like to play with these guys? I mean, it's fun. I've been playing with them since my freshman year on the JV team, so it's fun. I really like that quote he gave me about how much he hates losing, and I use that in my story for the Macomb Daily. Now, typically, whenever I'm writing about a team that just won and they're moving on to face another team, I'll always ask that coach or player, what's it going to take for them to be successful in that next game? And whatever they give me is what I'll use to preview that next game. I went in a different direction this time. That's because De La Salle will be facing Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the state quarterfinals on Tuesday. The Eaglets beat De La Salle twice during the regular season. One of those wins came on the Pilots' home floor in double overtime. Now, you got to believe that Salaka hated every minute of that, and he doesn't want to go through that again. As for Tristan Nichols, he didn't have the same point total against Dakota that he did against Roseville. He had 11 points in the regional championship win over the Cougars, and here's what he had to say after the game. What's it like to know that you've been a part of a program that has been the most successful since the 1980s when it comes to winning regionals? No other Macomb County school has won as many as De La Salle. You added to that tradition tonight. What does that mean to you? I mean, it means a lot. You know, De La Salle is like a family, you know, and I'm really happy to be a part of the family. You know, they really welcome me in, and I love everyone there. What uh, influenced your decision to come to De La Salle? Uh, I say just... Just the students, you know, the students and how they, uh, how like how they handled everything at the school and academics, and I just loved everyone there, and I fell in love with the school as soon as I went. What's it like to be a part of this program, your coach, and uh, all the guys? I mean, it's really good. I love, I love my team. I love the seniors. You know, I'm just trying to do it for them. You know, it's re- I'm really happy I'm part of this team. What was that first meeting like when you and coach met for the first time when you took over the program last year? That first meeting, I mean, it was. It was good, you know, new coach, you know, so I just had to listen to him, and that's what I did, and I'm always going to listen to him because he always knows what's right. When you had that big game against Roseville, afterwards you said you wanted to do this not just for your teammates, but the hockey team as well. So many people caught on with that, and they were like, that just shows what kind of brotherhood we have at De La Salle. What was it about the hockey team and their performance in the state uh, tournament that really inspired you to want to go out and do something for them? You know, we were watching the game. We couldn't make it, unfortunately, and we saw they lost. You know, that actually made us sad, too. And, like, it was disrespectful of St. Mary's, you know, going over to our student section and cheering in front of them. So that, that motivated us to do what we need to do to get to the state championship. I think there's going to be a motivational factor when you play Orchard Lake St. Mary's next week, too. Yes, sir, it is. So what is it going to be like to face them a third time? You guys did not win in your previous two encounters with them. What did you guys learn from those games that you're going to take into this rematch? We learned we just got to start off fast. We can't start off slow. And we just got to get into them, get into their heads. Bam. We got to work hard. What does it mean to you to play in the month of March? I mean, it, it feels good, you know, like college is playing right now, so it feels good to play in the month of March. Yeah, you got your own version of March Madness. Yes, sir. It's Tristan Madness. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, I got a few questions for you. These are some things I feel people need to know about Tristan Nichols. What is your pregame ritual before you get ready for a game? Pregame ritual? Oh, my. Um, pregame ritual, I like to hang out with my friends, you know, go back to someone's house or, you know, go get something to eat with the team and just listening to music and locking in before the game. You had a boisterous crowd tonight. They were totally behind you. I didn't see those other guys in the previous uh, couple of games. 
but they were here for you tonight. What was it like to play in front of those guys? I mean, it's always good to play in front of the students, you know, just to show off for them and do what we came to do. Do you have a hype song? Hype song? That's a hard one. Uh, I'll probably say uh, STFU. That's a good song. What is your favorite post-game meal? After you celebrate a win like tonight, another regional championship, what's on the menu? Uh, it's a home-cooked meal for my mom. It doesn't matter what it is. What's mom serving up tonight? Do you know? No, I don't know yet. She always surprised me. Oh, so you're, you're going to get the special surprise tonight. Yes, sir. What would it mean to you if you guys were to get a state championship? What would that mean to you to bring that back to the trophy case at De La Salle? I mean, it would mean a lot. You know, that's that's going to be for everyone that didn't win one, all the alumni, the hockey team. And it would be great because I just won one in football too, so having two years would be awesome. Coach John Jokai came to this program last year. He's now won back-to-back -back regional championships. In keeping up with the pilot's plan to avoid holding any championship trophy besides the state title, his son Andrew has now presented the team with back-to-back -back trophies in five days. You came here two years ago, and now you're just continuing that tradition here at De La Salle. Nine regional championships since the early 80s. How much of that factored in your decision to come here? Uh, obviously, it's a... Uh school with a lot of tradition and history um, you know that was part of the reason uh, more so because of the it, it being grounded in faith and having uh, men of good character and kids that I know would work hard and run through a wall for me and take tough coaching um, so that was the major part of my decision process obviously it's got a historic tradition uh, this team made a little bit of history today if I'm not mistaken at least in 40 years it's the first time they've won back-to-back -back regions since uh, the other time was 09 and 10 um, so we don't take that lightly. We don't take that for granted. It's something that these kids should be proud of and remember for the rest of their lives. What does it mean to you to know that you coached them to back-to-back -back championships in just two years? Uh, I'm just happy to be along for the ride. You know, um, you know, this is a, my program's always going to be around. Our program's always going to be about the kids. We're going to put the kids first. Uh, they're they're the ones who put this uh, heart and soul into everything and, and buy into it. So. For me, I'm just happy to be along for the ride. Our staff is unbelievably grateful to be along for the ride, and hopefully they can take us for a few more games. Now, where were you before you came to De La Salle? Uh, I'm coming from Wall Lake Northern, Yep, where I was a uh, head coach for three years, and then I spent one year at uh, uh, Livonia Franklin as the head coach as well. How much did you know about De La Salle before you came here? Um, to be honest with you, not much other than uh, you know, it's a historic program in, in, in the toughest league in the state and those types of things. But as far as the, you know, obviously I knew a lot about Coach Esler and his um, Hall of Fame career as well. Um, so I'm not sure how to answer that, uh, but I do know I'm happy to be here and I'm very blessed and my family's very fortunate to be a part of it. What's it like to coach this particular group of kids? Uh, they're a great group. They're challenging. Uh, they keep you on the un they keep you on your toes. You got to be creative when you got such a talented group sometimes, but I wouldn't change any of them. I'd rather win with these guys. I'd rather lose with these guys. They're just a great group of kids. You took this group to the state semifinals last year. You got one more game to get back there, but what were some of the experiences that you this team got playing in that game that will ultimately help you to reach that goal again? Um, you know, just your backs against the wall, um, the small details of winning tight games, um, and just being in environments like this, um, packed house, crowds, you know, crowds engaged, and uh, 
the kids are playing their tails off on both ends. No quit on that Dakota team. They're well coached. They did a great job. And just being in tough games, I think we're built for that. I think our league prepares us for it. And that's the most we take away from the stretch last year. What was it like to get this kind of test from Dakota tonight? They fought and clawed their way back. That was a scrappy team that you had to play tonight. How were you able to ultimately be successful? Yeah, our kids came out ready to play. Um, and, um, you know, we jumped on them early. There's no quit in them. They, they hit a couple tough shots. Um, they hit some and ones, and they crashed the boards really well to get themselves into it. We took some tough shots. Um, I made some poor coaching decisions. Um, and uh, the kids bailed us out late in the fourth quarter by um, taking cl clock off and moving the ball and hitting their free throws. You guys are going to face Orchard Lake St. Mary's one more time. You've seen them twice already. Both of those games didn't go your way. But now it's one and done for both of you. What are you going to take from those previous two games into this next matchup? Uh, we'll go back and watch and evaluate um, what we did right, what we did wrong, the best we can. Um, you know, the thing I tell the kids is we're not the same team uh, we were a month ago. They're not the same team they were a month ago. Hopefully we've gotten better in the last month. They've probably gotten better in the last month too. So um, those types of games and those types of moments are great to draw back up, but we're, neither of us are the same team. So we got to go out. The ball's going to get tossed up at 7 o'clock or whatever the time is at Callahan Hall. It'll be a neutral site and we'll see what happens. Before the team was presented with a trophy, I was joking with your son, Andrew. I said, you know, you get to keep holding up these trophies. No one else wants to touch them. So they're essentially yours. You can do whatever you want with them. You can sleep with it, take it to class, do whatever you want with it. What has this experience been like for him and for you as a father to see that uh, he's helping you out by keeping the guys away from that trophy? Uh, man, he lives for this. This is something that I'm sure he'll never forget. I don't have too many memories from being six years old, but um, there are some that do stick out to me, and a lot of them are related to sports, and I feel that he'll have the same opportunity, and I, I'm hoping these will stick for him. If not, we've, now we've got videos, we've got pictures, and he's just happy to be a part of it. He loves these kids, and they love him, and uh, we're just blessed. You know, this has been a heck of a ride for you guys. What's it been like as a father to have him be a part of it with you? Uh, it's been great. I've got three boys, two of them younger than him. Um, I'm a little bit uh, sad that they can't be a part of it, but they're a little terrors, so I don't think they're ready for the limelight quite yet. But uh, just having him by my side and raising him in the gym and being a coach's son, it's a truly special thing. You keep winning these titles, they're all going to get this experience. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. One at a time, we'll take it. I'm just happy to have practice tomorrow. That game between De La Salle and Orchard Lake will happen at Callahan Hall on the University of Detroit Mercy campus on Tuesday. Now, as for the Cougars, they accomplished a lot this season. They won 16 games and collected both a conference and district championship. I spoke with Coach Paul Toko after the game. What did you say to your guys just now in the locker room? Just how proud I am because, you know, if you have came saw this team three, four months ago, you said there would have been no chance we would have been in a regional championship with DSL. So they came a long way. They, they fought, and they, and they even in this game, down 20-some or 30, they just kept fighting. I think we cut it to 8 or 10 at one time, and I'm just proud of them because, they, you know, they kept working all season and buying into what we needed to do to win, and we started winning games. We won the red. We won the MAC tournament. We won a district. You know, 
DSL was the better team tonight. We couldn't pull off the regional, but I give them credit too. But I'm just very proud of our team and their effort. Tamias, in midway through the second quarter, had to go to the bench with three fouls. You put him back in, but how much was his absence felt uh, throughout well, that second? Yeah. That's absolutely the worst case scenario for us when he gets two or three fouls. And they called him, a little ticky tack stuff, but they called it. So when Tamias on the bench, we're, we're a little bit different team. He's our motor. When he got back in, he certainly made a difference in that fourth quarter. Yeah. This was your last time getting to coach him. What did you make of the way that he went out tonight for Dakota? Oh, he's a tremendous player, uh, program leader, uh, coaching for three years at the varsity level. I think he's got a lot of work to do, but he can definitely play at the next level. Um, it just wasn't his first half. You know, when you get in foul trouble and kind of get take out of your rhythm, uh, it just didn't work out for him. And, and obviously it doesn't work out for us when he's on the bench. With the senior group that you had, what made them a special part of this program? You know what? Nine seniors, and I think eight of them are with us for four years. So, you know, they're just, they went through the grind for four years. They went to practices. They went to team meals. They went to film sessions. They went to off-season workouts. They went to summer ball, fall ball. But it's not just three and a half, four months. They put their time in year-round. So I'm just, I'm so happy that they committed because nowadays kids have a hard time committing to something, especially when you put in four or five seniors that don't play too much. But they committed throughout and they made us a better team, so I'm very proud of them. What's next for you guys uh, moving on to the next season? we got a lot of young talent. Uh, our freshmen and JV are very good. Uh, middle schools are good. We're just going to do what Dakota does. We've been in this game quite a bit and we're going to continue to try to get back. Many thanks again to all the coaches, John Jokai, Paul Toko, Greg Bowler, and Corey Smith for taking part in this week's episode of A Duff Said. I'm really looking forward to working with them all next season as this show continues to grow. One way you can help make this show grow is to continue to listen to it. You can find all the links to all my episodes of this podcast by going to aduffsaid.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me on Facebook at sports journalist Duff Tyler. I'm also on Twitter at Duff Tyler. Until next time, this is Duff Tyler reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true because that's what a Duff said. Duff said.